Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast, featuring compelling interviews with big-hearted people in the Oklahoma City metro area who are leading, creating, and innovating on purpose. Get inspired by conversations with passionate difference makers from our local community. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, life purpose coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. On today's episode, we sit down with Stephanie Cochran, a caring servant leader who is passionate about helping others reach their full potential through compassion, leadership, and education. And now, the Live Your Purpose podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Live Your Purpose podcast. My guest today is Stephanie Cochran, who currently serves as the executive director of the Green Shoe Foundation, a mental health nonprofit organization that offers a five-day group therapy retreat for adults 21 and older with a focus on healing from childhood trauma. Stephanie earned a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a Master's of Science in Counseling and Student Services from the University of North Texas. She is passionate about helping others reach their full potential through compassion, leadership, and education. Prior to joining the Green Shoe team, she was a licensed professional counselor in Texas and specialized in working with families, youth, and children. She facilitated experiential groups for children and teens struggling with emotional and behavioral difficulties. Through that practice, and as a mom to two incredible boys, her next move was close to the heart when her team started a private school for children and youth that offered individualized academic and therapeutic treatment plans. Once relocating to Oklahoma, Stephanie's path transitioned into higher education, working with non-traditional students in the career college setting. Now, as the executive director of Greenshoe, she is truly rooted where she gets to use her remarkable gifts at a place she loves to be. Stephanie is a huge advocate for self-care, whether through her leadership or simply taking a friend to dinner. Creating mental health awareness is what she lives and breathes. When Stephanie isn't coaching others, you can find her tossing a ball to her fur baby, Pinsky, (laughs) reading Harry Potter or Twilight for the hundredth time, spending time with her family, watching Hallmark movies, or cheering on her Texas Rangers during the baseball season. Stephanie, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks, Charles. I'm super excited to be here. So I think I need to update my bio a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? Well, we can do that now. If it's you're funny thinking, when, I, when yeah. you hear it read back to you, you're like, oh, wow, that's really long. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I give people, yeah. you know, the full bio. So some are longer than others. But I know. You have a lot of experiences in here. I, I have done a lot. Yeah. I know hearing that. So, um, and we're not going to talk about age, but yes, I definitely have been 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 on this show for this world for quite quite, quite a while. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I absolutely, yeah, loved what I, I did. Um, you know, it's been 13 years since we relocated here to Oklahoma. I was thinking about that when you were reading that. Um, So, you know, I always said proud Texas girl. And so here we are now um, in Oklahoma. So, yeah, that was kind of a cool thing, kind of listening to that. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, speaking of Texas, I know some pretty good people from Texas, you know. Sure. Yes, you do. You know, Dustin Huckabee Uh is one of them. Stephen Medley is another. There's some others, but those two come to mind. So since we're in the stages of recovery building, (laughs) and that's where my office is. And I think that's part of how we came to know each other. We were talking before off air. Uh-huh. Like how long has it been since we've known each other? I don't know, three to five years, I something think like so. that. And like you said, and I always mentioned, I was like, well, we had the whole COVID time frame in the middle of that. So sometimes that was felt like it was 10 years versus just, you know, what, a year maybe. But yeah, it and definitely it's been at least three to four years yeah. um, that we've been connected. Um, and, and Dustin was a big part of that too, I think, bringing us together. Yeah, I think um, so too. In that. So yeah, and he's a, a San Antonio and, and, and Lubbock guy. So yeah, yep. we, we, we bonded over some of our Texas stuff. Right. Yeah. And he's, I don't know if he would call himself an Okie. So this show's not about you, Dustin, if you're listening, <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we have some mutual friends and some shared, some shared interest as well. Mm-hmm, like absolutely. Self-care is a huge passion of mine too. And, uh, and so we can, we have a lot of places we could jump off, but as you know, we start each episode mm-hmm. with a kickoff question and you've chosen yours. Yes. So I'll send that your way and then we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Sure. So Stephanie, what are the struggles and triumphs that have most shaped your life? Well, 
there's a lot of them. And some of them, I think, are, are both. Mm. You know, when we think about, you know, what are my triumphs and what are my struggles, um, gosh, I really wish I knew that whole adage. I wish I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Um, because self-care was not a priority for me. Um, taking care of everybody else was, gotcha. and I was really good at it. Sure. You know, um, I was great at, um, I, I knew I wanted to get into counseling, knew I wanted to be there to help people. Um, originally kiddos, that was my passion, you know, working with the kids that nobody else wanted to work with. And so, you know, I felt like I had a lot of successes in that, um, you know, especially right off, you know, uh, starting your career, you know, to be able to do new things beyond the brink of some of the new um, types of therapy. I got to study under the gurus for play therapy and all of that. And that was so awesome. Um, the problem was those triumphs started to become part of my self-esteem of who I was, um, which at the time feels great. You know, you're like, Oh, look at me. I'm doing this great thing. I've got all this, the, I'm helping all these families and these, these kids that nobody wants to help or wants to work with, um, got involved with research projects, all these really, really cool things. But the minute those things were gone, it was like, okay, what's the next? I, I need the next thing. Cause I don't know who I am without that. And so I think one of the biggest lessons I've got out of that after doing that type of work for, oh my goodness, almost 20 years, all of a sudden my family, you know, we decided to make this transition, you know, joking about Oklahoma, but that was as a result of my husband getting this amazing opportunity, but it meant us moving and moving from, you know, where I grew up, where, you know, we met, we went to high school, my parents are still there and now I'm moving away. And that was such a huge transition. And then that became the struggle because all of a sudden I didn't know who I was you know, because that was so connected to what I did. And so, um, again, that was one of those moments where I'm glad I went through that. It was really good because I've come out on the other side realizing I'm not my job. I'm not my successes. You know, do I still love to help people? Absolutely. But I also love who I am and I know who I am regardless of, of any of that. Um, so that, you know, just that question alone kind of, you know, really triggered a lot of thoughts. Um, having made decisions, you know, about career, uh, to be there for myself, you know, and as a result there for my family more, um, you know, has been great. Um, I think my kiddos are probably my biggest triumph, you know, yeah. um, and my marriage. I love my relationship with my husband, you know, and, and I love, you know, we met in high school, you know, so, you know, we've definitely grown up together and changed, but boy, my kiddos, you know, I love the, 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 the men they've become and the people that they've become. And they're each different, which I love that too, you know, about them, but it's, it's so fun. So I think, you know, that's probably what I would say are my biggest triumphs is, is seeing them now as adults and them being able to have their experiences. I've got one who's getting married, you know, in the next year. Um, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then watching the youngest as he kind of takes off into college. Um, and we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, we were. You know, um, newly empty nester. Uh -huh. It has been so fun. Yeah. You know, um, and it's kind of been funny, you know, Obviously, Wes is back home, you know, for Christmas, and Graham even came home for a week. But Jeff and I are so used to now just kind of doing our thing. It's like, oh wait, yes, yeah, someone, someone's here. <laughs> I gotta remember. Oh, oh, Wes, do you want dinner? <laughs> you know, because we're so used to kind of, hey, we're just gonna go and do something, you know. Versus, oh wait, <laughs> do we need to check with the with the kiddo to see right. if he needs to go? So, um, yeah, that's been kind of kind of fun experiencing that. That's incredible. Well, thanks for sharing those, you know, two or three mm -hmm. really big, um, both struggles and triumphs. And one thing that I'm really curious about and share at the level that you're comfortable yeah. with, of course, I always tell everybody that, but how was it that you turned that corner in terms of those dynamics mm -hmm. when, when work was more of your identity and, and helping others, mm -hmm. there was a sense of a, a achievement. I'm using some language. You can yeah. correct any of it. that's not accurate that fed self-esteem. What was, what allowed you to come through that journey and, and have, you know, some different perspective, maybe some highlights. Sure. And you were, you know, right on there. And, and part of the problem was it was, it was kind of a building, you know, and, and, and I, I found that, even when we moved here, I got into the same patterns. Mm -hmm. Again, got a great job. Quickly, you know, 
got promoted in that job, um, was working with career college students. And again, I'm working with the non-traditional students. So it really, mm-hmm. again, fed that need of, I love to work with, you know, and help people and, and even work with those that didn't feel like they could be successful. Gotcha. Um, sure. and let's be honest, there's, there's that great high of helping somebody realize themselves oh, yeah. that they can do it. Yeah, I know that. Um, I know yeah, that high. you know that. And, yeah. it, and it's great. Um, and then you get caught up, how can I do this more? You mm-hmm. know, and unfortunately, it really got to the point where physically I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I Mentally, I was not well. You know, I, I was depressed. I, 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 you know, my health was, was in jeopardy. And it took my husband to finally say, you're not okay. Um, and I had to make a change. You know, and so I quit my job, um, a very, you know, really good job, you know, but it was, but the pressures of working 80 hours a week mm-hmm. and, and having, and I was getting the messages that I wasn't doing enough. Oh, okay. And at some point I said, I said, wait a minute, yeah. I am giving you everything of me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Why? You know, mm-hmm. I need to be giving that to myself because I definitely wasn't giving it to my family. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for, I think, having that relationship with my husband, for him to be that mirror for me of, look, you're not doing okay. Um, quit my job, took the summer off, and then made the shift to where I just went back teaching school, um, which I'm probably not the person to talk about teaching because I love it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's a, such a joy for me, and it, but it's not work. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'll go work eight thirty to three thirty every day. Mm-hmm. I can have because there's just a few years of experience. I can have my lesson plans done, mm-hmm. and again, working in special ed, my favorite kiddos. Yeah, you know, and really just delving into oh, and teaching math. Believe it or not, that was okay. also my favorite thing. Oh, gotcha. I know. I, again, I know I'm weird. Well, this. multi. <laughs> I'm going to use a word. Multi-abled uh-huh. is what I'm hearing. There like, you go. Multi-abled and certainly creative. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I can. I will teach anybody how to do math. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just, and being able then to spend time with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, you know, found, and, and of course, you know, found out that physically I wasn't doing well. There was a lot of things medically going on and I had to make some life changes. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until then that self-care became important. Um, and I didn't call it that cause I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'll kind of jump ahead, doing doing the work, going to therapy, um, working at Green Shoe, and not just learning that model as a training thing for a job, but learning how to live that model. Did I go, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. And so, you know, over the last, I don't know, five years, mm-hmm. I've really have done so much deep work on myself mm-hmm. To know that, oh yeah, that's what I needed. I needed to do the self care, um, the exercising, the meditation, uh, the the stopping and just learning how to be. You know, what am I grateful for, and what does that mean, mm-hmm. and and what what do I want? Mm-hmm. You know, I never I never asked that. Right, you're always tending to look always, outward, somebody else, right? Always. How can how can I help you? Yeah. yeah. How, what can I do for you? Right. right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, for the first time, and and what I wanted was again to still the core inside me is a servant leader. That's who I am, Yeah, you know, and I'm happiest when I do that, but I'm doing it now out of a different part of me. Maybe yeah. is a good way to say it. Yeah. How can, how might you describe that? And you can use, you can kind of search. It's not a pressure sure. to, to sure. identify it, but how might you describe that space for, for those that are listening mm-hmm. in and thinking, how did she get there, and what is it like to yeah. live there that can relate to your story? Right, and again, how I got there—that that's probably a whole other hour we could spend. Right. Yeah, true. But again, it's sure. just a lot of work. Yeah. But it's coming from not that. I'll tell you where it's not coming from. First. Okay, good. It's not coming from the people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I have to be perfect. Everybody likes Stephanie part. Yeah, you know, because that—that's the part that was driven. With that, it's actually coming from the part of me that is compassionate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I can hold space for other people, but yet that space is its own separate thing. It it doesn't it doesn't quantify or qualify who I am as a person mm-hmm. or my self worth. Yeah, that was the problem. Everything else was always wrapped up into my self worth. I know who I am now, and I know I am one hundred percent worthy. And whether or not you like me. Mm-hmm doesn't affect that. Right. 
you know? That's crucial. Uh, and that's that p- piece of, you know, when I was 16, yeah. I really wish I knew that. Yeah. And I know, I know we have to go through life and we have to learn these well, lessons, yeah. but that's what I, you know, I really love still working with young people and especially that college age yeah. um, student is just trying to share things I know because I wish somebody had done that for me. Yes. You know, yep. love yourself, not because anybody says so, just because you get to. Right. You know, you are 100% worthy. That's how God made you. Mm-hmm. And that will never, ever change, yeah. you know? Right. And so, um, yeah, coming and just and living in that that part of myself mm-hmm. has been just so joyful. So um, knowing that, that, oh, that's what authenticity means. <laughs> you know? Right. It's not about a definition, but it's that feeling you get of, uh-huh. okay, this is how I do this. Yeah. Um, you know, has been just so life-changing. That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. Because, oh, yeah. you know, one of the experiences that I've had, I think a lot of us that go through a similar mm-hmm. journey, I've certainly had a related journey. Uh, mine, for those listeners that know me already, it involved alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So substance use disorder, alcohol use disorder, years of that, mental health also co-occurring. And, and really perfectionism was a big driver of my behavior and my self-worth. So it's why I did what I did and the way that I did what I did. And it was all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the results, whatever those were, I'm being general here, but whether it's school, I needed to have a hundred. You know, and if I had a right. ninety-nine, I needed to know why. You know, and right. that didn't that didn't all that message didn't just come from home. So if mom and dad you're listening to this, you know, that was how I'm wired also. But, um, but there was, you know, there were reasons why, mm-hmm. why I was wired that way. And some of it's family and, and a lot of it's individuality and teachers and a society that says the more perfect you are, the more you're going to be rewarded. Right. This is a huge message out there. Mm-hmm. You know, no mistakes means you're doing it right. Uh, and so I grew up playing sports and all that. So mm-hmm. to, to shorten my story. But for me, when I came to a similar place that you found, which is it's, it's a unique journey for each person. Mm-hmm which is like self-acceptance. And really yeah. it's a concept that I didn't know about until I just started experiencing it. And then I found that term somewhere. Loving yourself, accepting yourself, good enough is good enough, or good enough is enough. And, and it creates statements like this from my mind now that because you exist, you have value. Right. That's right. it. That's enough because you exist. Period. Period. And that stops. Yeah, one of the best feelings for me has learned how, what it's like to make a mistake and be like, huh, okay, I made a mistake. Right. I mean, I know that may sound trivial. Not to me. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, how do I fix it first before anybody finds out about it? Sure. And if they do, then it's like scrambling and all of this versus like, guess what guys? Hey, I made a mistake. Let me, you know, and then go fix it and you move on. Right. You know, or oops, my bad. And knowing that I wasn't looking for other people to forgive me. I had to give myself that grace. Yeah. You know, because like you said, yes. And especially with Green Shoe, learning how growing up in my family dynamics, how that, you know, affected me as an adult. Um, you know, sure, I got a lot of that, you know, from my, and, and again, awesome parents um, learned that oldest child, I know you wouldn't have guessed that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how to be perfect. But it was me too that got, you know, got the message. Cause you know, when you are perfect, you do get those quick little oh, yeah. adrenaline boosts. That's awesome. And it feels great. You're you untouchable. Know? I know. I talked about all of those, also the, all the success, all these things. Um, and you want that. So how do I find that though, where it's not happening in these bursts? Yeah. Uh, guess what? It can happen just in who you are and this expression right. that comes out from me. Yes. You know, and so a lot of that too has been, I, again, my relationships, family relationships are mm-hmm. important. Um, my faith and, and how that has even transformed and changed for me to a much more deep and personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily how it was, you know, how I was raised, yeah. you know, in, 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 in the church and, and about the church, but more about my faith, I think has been so crucial in, in some of that, that changes and those adjustments. But yeah, just allowing myself to make mistakes. Yeah. Has been awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that's something, that's a practice that I have, allowing mm-hmm. mistakes to be seen. And for me, yep. a word that comes up is vulnerability. Right. You know, am I willing to be to receive some negative criticism? 
mm-hmm. or somebody see me not do my very best and not to execute efficiently and productively and yep. at a high level, which I'm an achiever. You know, I've always been an achiever in any role. But what does that look like for me now to be an achiever and to execute at a high role and not be perfectionistic? Yeah. And so that's been a journey for me too. And it's like finding out what my values are. Yeah. Like, how is this person? I'm pointing to myself right now. How is this thing, how is this person actually wired? What is this person? Mm -hmm. How does this person work and what does this person actually need versus the other stories? And that's been the journey of a lifetime. And knowing some of those answers completely shifts perspective. It's a whole different way to live when I know what my values are and what enough means to me. Mm -hmm. And I get to gauge that with people that are supportive of me and care about me and want me to to do well. Sure, because I think it's still important that I mean, it's still important that I want to do a good job. Yeah, and I still want right. to of applaud course. successes, whether they're mm-hmm. my successes, my kiddos, my husbands, my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, successes are great, and we need to acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah, but that doesn't make who I am. Right. You know, yeah. it's keeping it separate. Yeah. Um, yeah, has been great. But yeah, you're right. Finding what my value system is, and mm-hmm. I think I'm constantly mm-hmm. checking in with that. Yeah. Um. And how that is, of course, you know, it's January, right? So everybody's talking about right. New Year's resolutions, which I don't like that word. I don't like mm-hmm. those. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. That's yeah. me personally. Um, I always like to kind of come up with either a word or a theme for the year, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. You know, so it's not about January and I'm going to do it for 30 days, you know, like everybody's <laughs> in the gym right now, and, right. you know, and then yeah. by Valentine's Day, it's done, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> or say, setting myself up for a resolution that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't right. want to do that either. But yeah. yeah, but no, it's always still, this is a great time of year to do that reevaluating. Yeah, of it values, is. You know. Is that and, something that you have uh, at the tip of your mind right now, like so, yeah, word of the year. You don't have so, to, but you know. No, no, no. My have? my word of the year this year um, is going to be engage. Okay. And Tell there's, us more. and there's oh, I know, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Engage. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I did do that, didn't I? I love. Ra- no, I did. Voice. I don't know. I think it's great. <laughs> so, I'm just listening. I'm trying to just listen over here. And I think it's come out <laughs> of. Obviously, it's come out of last year, but it's a lot of the conversations, again, this new stage of life, Mm -hmm. you know, empty nesters, and a lot of conversations my husband and I have had um, and things that I'm reading. um, I realize at this age, um, I don't have a lot of friends, Mm -hmm. you know? personal friends. Yeah. And you do, you kind of, you go to work, you, you know, you, you do your things. I've got my work friends mm-hmm. and I've got lots of colleagues that are awesome and great. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, you just kind of end up losing. I've got, you know, some really, really close friends and those are who we are, but I, I want to open up my circle more yeah. and I want to be more engaged, um, that way with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to continue to be more engaged with myself there's been a lot of things that a part of my self-care that have come out. I really have enjoyed mm-hmm. more my yoga practice and meditation and becoming more engaged with myself, mm-hmm. which again makes you more engaged with your physical body and how you know things are going. And you know, <laughs> we're talking about my my back's not so great um, right now. But being in tune to that. Um, and then how can I be more engaged to my community, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So that's kind of where that word's coming from. But again, a more of a, a sense of being plugged in to, to myself and my relationships. And then how can I grow relationships? Yeah. With that. That's powerful. And I, I think a lot, I know I can relate, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's the colleagues, there's mm-hmm. different types of relationships. Right. There's the colleague relationships. There's the connections. You can call them just a vague connection. Uh, I'm active in church as well, mm-hmm. so I have my church connections, which really that for me right now, as you as you talk, I'm reflecting. Uh, I'm really developing friendships with my our church family mm-hmm. that we've been we've been members there for about a year with this yeah. church, and and there's a core group up there that are are really are hungry to grow spiritually, yeah. and they're looking for what's true for them, and how to live out the message, you know, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And so when I find something like that, I'm all in. I'm like, oh, we're doing this, you know, so because I love growth. I love growth and digging into something meaningful and, and that I found so fulfilling in my right. own experience, too, which is my faith journey. Um, so I love that. I love that. And I, I think that being intentional for any of us that are listening and that being intentional mm-hmm. about your friendships and, and where you're able to have those fulfilling relationships in different areas of your life is really important. Right. So maybe that's something that some of you all, as you're listening in, uh, have a goal for this year. So 
Um, well, yeah, anything else that you're looking forward to in the new year? Maybe it's an intention or um, another way to live out engagement. Um, and I think a lot of that, again, connecting with myself and mm-hmm. what we're wanting. Yeah. Um, because it's so easy. I go to work, come home, do our things. And, you know, I just want to sit on the couch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> sure. I mean, let's be clear. I, I don't, we, right. <laughs> we're not hitting the club scene or anything. Right. Oh, you you're know? not? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Okay. Well, yeah. then we might be able to hang out not more because I'm like not the, either. If yeah. it's like the 4 p.m., 6 p.m., you know, the, what we talk about, the cafeteria club scene during that time. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, but yeah. try not to be in those, you know, those ruts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice that we can kind of start thinking about travel again. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, there were some trips that we had to cancel. Um, due to COVID. And so we're trying to get back on track with some of our big, big trips and things like that. So I want to see travel this year. Yeah. yeah. Any places in mind? Or uh, We've got the, over, yeah, the, the overseas. Um, we were supposed to go to Scotland two years ago. Um, it was big birthdays, big wedding anniversary kind of year. And so did not happen. Um, so I'd like for that trip to happen again. So, that would be that sounds yeah. incredibly exciting. Yeah. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and uh, they were talking about taking a their first trip as a as a young family together, uh-huh. and talking about going into uh, into Europe. Yeah. You know, they're looking at different yeah. countries: Italy, Germany, Austria, yeah. Sweden. Who knows? Uh, and so Switzerland. And uh, so it's really exciting. I have a value for travel too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, very good. So well, we can go a different direction. So sure. there's there's no specific way we need to head. Our listeners, though, may be curious to mm-hmm. learn more about Green Shoe, what it is, yeah. how it got started, yeah. and of course your role and, and what's sure. going on there. And I know there's some new developments. You're you know welcome. Oh, there's to a just, lot of exciting things. Yeah. And I'll talk about Green Shoe um, any day. And I guess that's 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 part of my passion. Again, this is not work for me. Um, Green Shoe got started out of um, our founder um, and Chad Richardson, who I will say 100 million things awesome about him, um, went through uh, this week-long retreat out at the Meadows um, based upon Pia Melody's work. And she wrote the book Facing Codependence. So again, there's a plug for this book, but it's an awesome read. It's easy. It's great. It was totally eye-opening for me. But basically, it is. It is it's going back and looking at that 0 to 18 time period in our life on how we learned how to do relationships and how that affects our relationships today. Um, and for some people, um, it does include what they might consider significant trauma. I think what we define trauma a little bit differently than, than others do is anything that we experienced that was less than nurturing. Mm-hmm. So that's all of us. You know, whether it was messages that I got as a kiddo that, you know, I had to make straight A's and I had to be perfect. Um, Or again, people who did experience physical, sexual, emotional um, abuse. And um, for Chad, this was absolutely life changing for him and for his family. And this is something he wanted to be offered to anybody that needed this. Um, Because again, going out to Arizona is it's a very expensive program, um, rightfully so, um, you know, and all of that. But he started the Green Shoe Foundation in 2015. Um, we've been doing these retreats since July of 2016, uh, Monday through Friday, every week, unless it's the week of a holiday. Um, and again, this goes back to I'm a numbers person. I mentioned that. So uh, the Friday before Christmas, which was our last groups of the year, we had completed 361 groups. And we've had over 1,700 folks come through and complete the program. That's incredible. And so it's awesome. Um, and this is a basically a free program for any anybody that wants to go through. Um, there is a deposit that holds your spot, you know, again, for accountability purposes. But the deposit's given back in full. There is no tricks. There's no fine print. Um, again, it is really for people to come in and spend a week on themselves. Um you know, if we have medical issues come up, if you have to have surgery, you're going to go have surgery. And, I am. You know, <laughs> and, and you're going to get time off from work. I know you're your own boss, but, you know, for anybody, you're going to get time off from work. Even if you have an emergent situation, mm-hmm. typically work is like, oh, yes, absolutely. Take care of yourself. But if we need to take a week off for our mental health, we don't do that. And that's what we're here to say. No, come do that. Come spend the week with us. Come heal and really decide who you want to be and look at that authenticity, um, you know, with that. The other great piece about that is we don't, we're not looking at intent 
from our caregivers. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at impact. Um, because a lot of times our caregivers only knew what they knew from their caregivers, you know, and we, we go back and back and back generations. And so it's never about blame. It's never about intent, but really just allowing us to go through and heal from that. And then look at how we want to do our relationships today, because that affects our relationships with our significant others, with our own children. Um, I think the hardest thing for people to do is take that parent hat off. But we do, you know, mm-hmm. but you can put it back on on Friday and think about, wow, you know, because again, I wish I'd known this when I was parenting young kids, except for the fact now with my kids being older and you've got older kiddos, mm-hmm. we now get to have these conversations. And this has led to, especially with my oldest, who is just a carbon copy of me. Uh, okay, dude, I know why you, you're upset that you made a, a, a 98 on your test. Um, I mean, it's really funny. We had this conversation. He was mad that he made a 98. And I'm like... I can relate. I know. I can relate, dude. I, I was there. And I'm like, okay, and I'm the, I'm the reason <laughs> that, that <laughs> sure. you're, you're doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can go back and have these conversations. And that 98 has nothing to do with who you are as a person and all that. He's like, I know, mom. I got it. I got it. I got it. I just... Those two points. I was like, I know. I, and I know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I go, but hey, you know, be excited for what it was and, and so all of that. So, yeah, um, we're in Edmond currently, and um, we are building a new facility out in Guthrie. This is the exciting. So exciting. Ex- well, and here's what's so, so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually coming together. So, you know, I'm having, it's no longer just a vision, but we actually have walls up in buildings and uh, met with landscapers yesterday and getting the picture of how it's going to look. But this is going to be out on 74, just north up in Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Not that far, though, because, again, it's so super easy to get to. Um, but it's going to be on um, some property. So there's actually land and there's a pond and there's going to be walking trails. Um, but we'll be able to offer more groups. And that's kind of the key is so people don't feel like they have to wait to be able to come see us and be able to get people in sooner, um, you know, with those groups. Um, but just being out you know, to kind of have the open air space is what I'm super excited about having that, not just for the participants, but also for our amazing team and for all of us to kind of be out there. So hopefully moving is going to be June 1st is what the plan is. And if I keep saying it enough and maybe yeah. manifesting, then it's for sure going to happen. Right. Um, June 1st is my, <laughs> is my hope. Coming this summer. I know. To exactly. <laughs> Green shoe. Phase two. Phase two. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just tagged yeah. that on. But so, yeah, so new home, right? Yes. New that, home. That will be the new home. New home. Okay. Yeah. Incredibly exciting. Yeah. So, I haven't seen this yet. So, if I get the chance to take a look at it, I would be happy to do so. Well, and hopefully, now uh, what we've been waiting on is there's no road. Oh, you, there's no access. Well, you, you know, helicopter, private know. Well, jet. Well, we took the road out, so they were supposed to be lay, laying asphalt this week. So hopefully next week, then we can get a date. Yeah, okay. i got to get you out there. I'm all in. But, but I needed in. a road for you to drive on, you yeah. know, to get out there. That makes sense. Yeah. That actually makes sense. <laughs> so. Don't think I might not drive, yeah. you know. On, don't worry. There, there's this back road, but it's really muddy, and, and I don't know if you've, you've seen the little car that I drive, and it, yeah. I mean, that's not a, a not a mudden car. I've got a city car now, too. <laughs> so. so, yeah, no. No, I, I, mine wouldn't do well. Well, that that is so cool. So yeah. very cool. So for those that don't know, uh, you can click on the show notes for those that mm-hmm. are listening to this episode, and you'll have the web link, and Stephanie's contact information will be there too. But go and look and, and, take, and click on the web link while you're listening to the show, and take a look through the website and see what Green Shoe offers. It's a resource that I recommend on a regular basis to those I serve and, uh, and their families. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, let me ask you this, Stephanie. Yeah. What are some of the benefits? Some people, sure. some people, because I'm going to say what's been probably some listeners' ears, like this sounds scary and hard. Okay, fair yeah. enough. What are some of the benefits that folks have described yeah. to you uh, in general terms or whatever? You know, coming through these five days. Mm-hmm. These three hundred and some odd groups. I can't. Am I getting that number right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what are some? What's some of the feedback? And folks are saying, mm-hmm. "I'm glad that I did this." And why are they glad? Yeah. Let me say this first. Yes, it is scary and it is yeah. hard. I'm not yeah. gonna. It, yeah. it, it is deep, intense work. Mm-hmm. But that is what makes it, I think, so awesome. So a lot of times, you know, what what we hear from people and kind of what happens, it does allow them sometimes to tell their story for the first time and be heard. Yeah. Um, for them to um, take back their voice, um, for them to empower themselves, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times for them to parent 
themselves. You know, we all want to operate in our functional adult mm -hmm. and be that functional adult. And here's the best part. I think the part that you're really going to like too. So Pia says that we only have to be a functional adult 59% of the time. <laughs> I love what's, that. what's a 59? A 59's Ooh. an F, uh -huh. right? Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see where I went with uh, that? I do. Yeah. So the other parts are, are is that grace part, mm -hmm. but I want to know how I can operate as a functional adult. And sometimes it's because my little kiddos, and we, you know, identify who our inner kiddos are, um, didn't get what they needed. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was our 11 basic needs or it was experiences. And during this week, we learned how to connect with them and how to reparent that part of ourselves that needed that. Um, sometimes we're learning what those parts are. I know we've kind of talked about that, especially in the beginning of the conversation, my different parts. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes those parts need to step aside to make sure the functional adult, you know, is there. It helps us learn how to, um, really what self-care is. And that looks different for every person in the room. And that's the best part too, because sometimes what your self-care looks like is different from mine, but I, I get to learn as you're learning. So yeah. when you say, hey, I'm going to try this, I'm like, oh, that might be something I might be interested in or trying different things. So finding that authentic joy mm -hmm. is, I think, the biggest thing. It's amazing to me, Charles, people come in. I think the best part that I get about my perspective is I see them come in on Monday, you know, we greet them and they come in, they're anxious, they're scared. I mean physically, like shoulders are hunched. And by Friday, the shoulders are back, they're making eye contact. And you literally will see the physical weight come off people um, from what you know, they experience. So and, and every experience, you know, is different. Um, but it is that deep cathartic type of work that allows them to not just to put a band aid on, you know, some of our symptoms that we but to actually go, you know, go back and heal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, addiction is a big part of, you know, what we talk about yeah. and, um, not just substance or, you know, chemical mm -hmm. addiction, but we look at anything that takes us out of reality. Um, so whether that's, uh, food, sex, shopping, electronics, mm -hmm. big one these is, days. is a big one these days Yeah, and how to you know, how they're able to acknowledge that. And, um, you know, addiction is sometimes that secondary is it's a mm -hmm. symptom of something else. Right. Totally and we, we always say the something else. Yeah. We, we go and find, we figure out what that something else is. So key right there, it, Stephanie. Right there. Because right there. it's, it's not about the drinking or the sex or the gambling. Right. It's about that something else. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and there's such a freeing experience to go. Mm -hmm. That's there it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. With that. So. And when you find those spots and I love that mm -hmm. connecting point right there, when you find those places inside yourself with, with the help of skill facilitators yeah. and professionals and even like spiritual advisors. Mm -hmm. And for me, it took a, a whole team over time, you know, yeah. I've, I've had a lot of those people in my lives and, and I'm so grateful for it. And, and when you find that, that place inside that can be mm -hmm. touched with care, with skill, and with with a new way to live out of that place that's been hurt, yeah. you know, or been scared, or been afraid to come out, mm -hmm. uh, and touched in a new way in a safe space like right. Green Shoe provides, it gives you the chance to be that person that you thought you might be able to be. Yeah. Until I could get to the trauma for me, until I could get to the root causes, mm -hmm. the underlying symptoms as they call them sometimes. You know, it wasn't about the drinking or the drugging for me or the behaviors. Yeah. It was what was underneath. It was the being uncomfortable. It was the discomfort from being mm -hmm. in reality. And until I could learn to live life on life's terms and really be equipped internally from the inside yeah. to live outward, then I'm like, oh, I know who I'm taking care of now. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm in a relationship with Charles. And sometimes I don't always split that. But I mean, yeah. I can look at myself from the outside in and from the inside out and think, oh, that's... You've done a lot of healing, guy. Yeah. You know, this is so much better than feeling like you're going to be missing out if you don't get it right, mm -hmm. you know, or that somebody's going to hate you or think that you're worthless, you know, and all I, those messages. Right. And even to learn how to identify what those emotions are. Yeah. You know? I didn't know mine. It's, I know. And, or are we, we go to thinking like, I mean, how many times a day to say, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, right. Guess what? Fine's not an emotion. No. 
You know? Yeah. I'm great. Not an emotion. Right. You it's know? an evaluative statement. Right. You know, it's a value right. statement. But really knowing how to identify what those emotions are and then to have the tools mm-hmm. because it's okay to be angry, to be sad, to be all of that mixed up and happy at the same time sometimes, you know, but knowing how the tools to deal, you know, to deal with that. Um, yeah. Who knew that people pleasing was an addiction? You know, it makes sense to me now. And now, say, now, now it does. Yeah. yeah. And remember, totally. I, had, I had years of counseling training and I was sure. a play therapist and all this therapy. Right. And I had this vision of what codependency was. Mm-hmm. This really narrow. I'm not codependent. And no, what do you mean? I do everything on my own. Well, guess what? Anti-dependence is the same thing. What does but that I, word mean, by the way? By the way. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. It's when I wouldn't ask for help. That, that, yeah. So okay. yeah. So yeah. If I'm anti-dependent, yeah. then I won't reach out to help. But that also means I don't connect with other people. Right. I do everything on my own. Take everything. You know. So that way yeah. too, when one block crumbles, it all crumbles. Yeah. Um. Oh, I love asking for help now. Same. I know it's great. Yeah. I I never used to either. Maybe mm-hmm. for a slightly different reasons, but very related. Yeah. They're very yeah. human reasons. Yeah. To not be touched. Really. Yeah. To be. Stand back. I've got this. Uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. autonomous. I didn't use that word. I'm independent. Sure. I, I don't use that word much for myself anymore. It's interdependent. But <laughs> but then it was like, I got this, you know, yeah. and that's the way to be a man. That's the way to be. I'm using air quotes over here. I don't believe that at all today. But really, mm-hmm. what I've learned to, to shorten that story is like, you know, to be a whole person. I was leaving so many parts behind, yeah. so many parts of myself out and wondering why I wasn't happy or why, I, yeah, I don't always have to be happy, but why I wasn't full. Yeah. Like, well, no wonder yeah, I needed a- to fill up with something else because yeah. I was like fragmented, you know, and I didn't understand how, what to do with those pieces. And that's a great way to put it. Good visual. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm not whole yeah. because I've left it all out here. And so I, yeah, so I fill it up with something else. Something else, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that disconnect yep. that you mentioned. I, I need to pad my experience with exactly. something else. I need a little buffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to, to be on that journey now yeah. that you're describing, that we're describing too. Um, so that those are some of the benefits. And you, you had something else to say there. Go ahead. Oh, I tell you a lot of track because I, you, you said matter. the word journey because it is a journey. It it's, is. it's never ending because we, we fall back into those patterns. I do. Um, and some of us and some of them, and for me, you know, I had to do it to survive. And yeah. Um, boy, we want to honor that part, that survival part. Yes. It, it was there when we needed it. Yep. It protected us. I don't need it now. Yes. And as an adult, mm-hmm. I don't need it now. Right. And, and learning how, how to say thank you, honor it. Yep. You know, but like you said, that anti-dependence sometimes yep. is I needed to be separated yeah. for protection, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, but yeah, that's that constant journey yeah. of, of always making sure we're changing and, and working on ourselves and being willing to be vulnerable Yes. Um, to all of that. Right, right. It's from this space that we're describing now mm-hmm. that I say courage uh, over confidence any day. Yeah. When you're talking about that, that tender place inside that all human beings have, no matter how tough you are, <laughs> right? I'm just saying in general to our audience. Because I've thought I've needed to be tough before, but I'm I'm really wired for connection. I'm really wired for yeah. relationship. I'm wired to help see very deeply into mm-hmm. other people, places, and things, mm-hmm. and say what I see, you know, and then ask questions about what yeah. else, you know, what else is there, and to be able to do that from a, I'll say more functional sense of self, with more uh, like positive or growth oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, attributes. Even trying to be perfect at what I do doesn't mean that I have to get it completely right. Yeah. It doesn't mean no mistakes. It means like, oh, okay, well, tell me if you know any of the language that I'm using doesn't hit right. That's the way. That's a correction for me that yeah. helps me to be empowered with what my what I'm saying and also to express intent yeah. towards another. That's one example. Well, yeah. and that's you know we put it on a T-shirt, perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Sometimes the imperfect action make that's what makes it so perfect. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's beautiful. So by the way, what the quote that guides my my business and like the intention of my business mm-hmm. is you are perfect just as you are and you could always use a little improvement. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese proverb, you know, from a, yep. a Zen Buddhist. So uh, I believe both are true at the same time. Well, Stephanie, we have a few more minutes, you know, as many as we want, because nobody can tell us what to do, because it's my show, it's your show, and you're my guest. We can do whatever we want. So um, I have other directions it can go, but what else seems relevant that you'd like to describe, either about Green Shoe, the retreats, the developments, 
or another direction you'd like to take the conversation? No, I just would tell anybody, green shoes for anybody. It, it doesn't matter, you know, what your story is. We want to honor everyone, um, you know, with that. And it's such a great opportunity, um, whether you know somebody, you know, or yourself. I think the biggest question I get is like, oh, I'd love for my husband or, or my sister or my mom to go through. And I always say, we know the gr- best way to help somebody is for you to come through yeah. and for them to see the changes in you <laughs> and encourage that. And so, um, yeah, trust me, I keep trying to get get close friends and family well, yeah. <laughs> to kind of, to come in, but they've, they've made the comments about just the changes in me yeah. and, and that's, and that's important. That's where I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yes. You know, those yeah. best compliments of, of seeing those, those changes. Right. Cause they can see it when others yep. see it in us, we know it's real. You oh, know, absolutely. That's one of the things I remember uh, early on in my, my sobriety journey, in mm-hmm. my case, that's been the biggest part of my healing journey. Um, I was uh, back, you know, with my family and I remember, uh, a pastor friend saying uh, to my wife, it's separately, she told me this story yeah. later. She said, uh, Charles seems like he's happier, like a lot happier. Yeah. And she was able to say he is, you know, and, and that's another separate story. She had to set boundaries that were right for her and take the girls and, yeah. and uh, know that she was going to be okay with or without yeah. me. So she's been through that journey too uh, that we're kind of talking about from the other end. So um, it's just wonderful to be able to to hear that from other people, and and mm-hmm. know oh yeah I really have changed yeah and that sort of that helps solidify and let us know well and it is validation validation you know because a lot of times yeah. we know we've made the change yeah um, but what's the rule sometimes it takes people what twenty one days for them to notice when you've changed something and then it's another like three weeks after that for you know people who don't know you to see the change okay yeah. even though you know you made that change that day yeah doesn't mean it's it, it, yeah it's, it's going to be noticed by others so it's right. nice when it is yeah it is you know? and validation's huge to me too like Absolutely. authentic validation like do you really see me really what's going on yeah that's my temperament type yeah. <laughs> so my my little inner child that I love dearly is uh, I call him Charlie Brown uh-huh. so you know it's they just can't do it right. And, uh, and he, he never gets invited to the party. And mm-hmm. when he does, then something goes wrong. And of course that was Charles Schultz. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've read a lot about Charles oh, Schultz yes. and come to understand him. I'm like, Oh, that's my guy. And it, towards the end of his life, by the way, is a total tangent. You can watch the video out there somewhere. Charles Schultz is saying that poor Charlie Brown, I never let him kick the football Yeah. and he's in tears and he's wondering why he never let he him never, kick the yeah. football. And the opportunity is we can heal from those past part of mm-hmm. ourselves that feel like we can't let ourselves do the thing, whatever the thing right. is. You right. Know? So, so we can <clears throat> let our kiddo kick the football. Come on out and play. Yeah. So when I'm healthy, my Charlie Brown has his little hunting cap on and he's skipping down the street to go get his Christmas tree or who knows what he's going to do, you know? Yeah. So I, I use the same little character. And of course, my adaptive Stephanie wants to go push Lucy over. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown appreciates Maybe that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. Or wait, yeah. Stephanie. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so we've got. Um, well, let's do this. So, how yep. about contact information? Yes. Contact yes. information. Anything you want to share with us? Sure. Well, and it's super to? easy. And you mentioned our website, greenshoe.org. Um, it's an awesome website. Tons and tons of information with several ways to get a hold of us. Has our direct number on that. Just call us. Um, it also has an easy email info at greenshoe.org that actually goes straight to me. So, um, you know, versus remembering stephanie.cochran at greenshoe, just info at greenshoe.org. Um, you can also ask questions off of the website. If you'd like to register uh, for a retreat, you can fill out some information and we will call you um, because the next step is to schedule a phone assessment with one of our therapists. Um, and that's a great time to, um, yes, for them to get some information, but for you to get information as well about the retreat, more specifically how it will work with your goals and, and what what you're wanting to, you know, to work on. And then from there, she's looking at, you know, a availability to schedule. So that's, it's super yeah, easy. And it the really folks is. that I've known that I've, you know, suggested or referred mm-hmm. over there that have gone, through, it was easy for yeah. them, that part, you know, and then they did the hard work and came out and they're like, that was great. Yeah. Telling others about it. Yeah. So yeah, if you're thinking anybody listening and if you're thinking about doing a click on the show notes, or if you're already there, you know, consider talk it over with your family, but yeah. really look inward to yourself and ask yourself if this is something that you want to do and that you think you need to do. Uh, I, my suggestion is to strongly consider doing it if yep. you think you are. 
Um, and then, so for those that may wonder about financial commitment, mm-hmm. you did mention there was reimbursement at the end, but Absolutely. are you free to disclose like amounts or? Yeah. So the deposit, it's four seventy five for the deposit. Um, and that's given back in full on the Friday when you complete the program. I will tell you, we have some sponsorships and scholarships as well. So I never want that deposit to be something that holds somebody back from doing, you know, this work. Um, it is done in a small group setting. So you are in a group where there's five members plus one of our licensed therapist. Um, and I know first thing people think, Oh my gosh, I don't want to be in a group. I have to tell you, that is what makes it so powerful. (laughs) Um, because everybody is doing all of the same work, but it's amazing when you get to witness somebody else do their work and make your own connections through their work, it's even deeper. Um, and, and again, for you to be able to share your story and for you to do your work and have others witness it and validate it, we just talked about that, yeah. but validate it in the moment mm-hmm. is what makes it so powerful. Yeah, that's what kind yeah. of seals it. I said the validation, mm-hmm. it's, it's really what brings it home and makes it you know yeah. tangible almost. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Well, one more question just yes. to end, and, and this is not non-scripted totally, so we're <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> but, you know, in challenge, we're in challenging times so uh-huh. in so many ways. So what I like to ask uh, guests at the end many times is, what brings you hope mm. and, and what closing message might you have? So mm-hmm. what brings you hope? What closing message might you have for our listeners? Um, and again, this is not scripted. So what immediately comes up for me is my faith. Yeah. Brings me hope. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, mm-hmm. you know, my, my husband and our relationship. Um, and then my kiddos bring me hope because I'm watching how they're starting out their adult life and they have so many dreams and ambitions. And I remember that, you know, and being able to support them in those dreams, not live through them. Mm -hmm. Two different, very, very, very different things. Right. But I think that the hope factor comes in what they're going to be able to bring into this world um, and, and, and what this world can bring for them. So... Yeah. Well, that's extremely powerful. Well, that sounds like a good place to end. Yes. Stephanie Cochran, thanks for being my guest on the show. Oh, Charles, thank you so much. This is so fun. You've been listening to the Live Your Purpose podcast. I hope you've been inspired by my conversation with today's guest. If you like what you hear, please share with your social networks and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, Life Purpose Coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. To learn more about the life coaching, public speaking, and retreat services that I offer, visit fullintegrationcoaching.com. And you can follow along with me on Facebook and Instagram at Full Integration Coaching. Until next time, remember, you were meant to live on purpose. Start living yours today.